you're listening to the iRacer Lounge podcast, featuring all your latest iRacing news, driver interviews, race reviews, opinions, discussions, rumors, and much more. Now here's your host, Mike Ellis, and Sim Racing Chewy Side. Welcome to the iRacers Lounge. I'm your host, Mike Ellis. iRacers Lounge is a podcast for the iRacer, where we talk all things iRacing in a casual setting. Joining me are the usual characters, Chewy Side 55, Carlos Fonseca, Brad Wren, Kyle Fleischman, and special guest tonight, Alex Bergeron. Welcome, guys. Hi. Hello. Hey. Okay, so let's start off, Alex, uh, with you. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we, we got a message from you that you were a listener and uh, ended up getting you uh, here on the podcast. Uh, let's start out with your stats. Uh, I took a look at your stat page, and uh, you got an I rating in Oval, 5394, with 209 wins with a winning percentage of 11%. That's a pretty good stats. Yes, it is, actually. All right. So, uh, you know, do you do a lot of official racing there, or is it mostly league or hosted or what? Yeah, I'm doing a lot of C-Fix race, B-Fix race, and uh, right now at the moment I'm doing uh, the all three Ascors uh, league on iRacing, so uh, I'm pretty right. busy uh, since this week. All right. Now, how old are you? You sound a bit young. Uh... Yeah, uh, I sound very young, but uh, I'm 16 years old, and I'm from Quebec, Canada. Nice. So how long have you been on iRacing, and, and how did you hear about iRacing? Yeah, uh, I joined iRacing back in uh, 2013, uh, but it took me like one year and a half to understand uh, the the principle of iRacing. I was just caring about SR, but not iRacing. But after one year and a half, I started racing a lot and uh, did my way on the, the iRacing uh, side. And uh, I read about iRacing on uh, a, mag a racing magazine. Uh, it's called NASCAR Illustrated. Uh, it was in 2009, and then uh, it, took me, it took me like three years to get on iRacing. Nice. So, uh, how often do you race uh, nowadays, and you know what series do you normally run in there? I'm actually, I actually race like four to five days a week, but it's like one race per per day. Like I'm racing a three league race, but it's the same league. So, uh, and uh, I'm doing also C fix a lot, and sometimes B fix when I have times. Very good. And uh, what type of uh, wheels and pedals do you have? Uh, I actually run with the uh, Club Sport wheelbase with a uh, round one wheel. Uh, my pedal are a uh, main performance PC pedal, so it's uh, it's a great combo. Yeah, a lot. I have those pedals as well as Brad, and uh, 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 who else has those, Brad, in our team? Kyle does, right? Yes, I do. All right, three of us here have those same battles, so we all seem to like them. All right, well, how many monitors do you run? Uh, I'm running uh, triple monitors, uh, three uh, Acer 
24 inches, what's uh, pretty realistic, and uh, I really like that. All right, that's the way to go for sure. Uh, you mentioned any leagues. Do you want to talk about those? or? Yeah, uh, racing in the Ascors uh, Pro Geek Cup, the Ascors uh, GN Series, and uh, the uh, Ascors Segpay Truck Series. Uh, so I have to thank uh, Brian Schoenberg for all his efforts to uh, bring on uh, Toes League. And uh, it's just awesome to race with top guys like Ray Alfala, uh, Taylor Hurst, and all of those guys. It's awesome. It certainly uh, shows you where you're at anyway, right? And how you're compared to those guys. Yeah, but sometimes, you know, luck is not on my uh, my side. And uh, sometimes a lot of things happen, but... Yeah, I'm very satisfied to be uh, with those guys, and I think I'm at my. Uh, I think I, I am at my place. Oh, good, good. Uh, do you use any third-party software uh, when you're running the sim, or? Uh, I was running uh, the Z1 dashboard, uh, but sometimes, but I'm not running uh, Z1 dashboard at the moment because I'm on three screen, and I don't know exactly how to put it on my. Uh, my iPad or something like that, so I have to uh, pressing only on three screen, but I have no third-party software at the moment. Yeah, the Z1 dashboard, just so you know, it will run on any other device, uh, a laptop, a, a tablet, whatever. Uh, you can even run it on the same computer with a fourth screen, if you can hook up a fourth screen. So. Yeah, this is what I'm looking for, uh, trying to figure it out how to uh, make it done. Yeah, fourth screens can be tricky. Um, Brad might talk about that later in the in the broadcast here, but uh, lots of times you hook them onto your motherboard graphics and not the actual video card. But the trick is, is you have to go into the BIOS and actually turn on turn it on. Uh, sometimes there's a flag to turn it off and on, or when you install a video card, it gets turned the motherboard graphics gets turned off, so you have to go back in and turn it on in the BIOS. Yeah. All right. Uh, are you part of a team at all? Do you work with other people on setups? Or are you on your own or what? For the moment, I'm on my own. Uh, I'm waiting to get some offer, but I mean, I'm alone. But I have to say a big thanks to Reese Noble and Adam Chapman for their great job on spotting uh, crew chiefing also for me uh, since last week. Uh, they're doing a pretty good job, but I'm still waiting for offer from teams because I'm still alone at the moment and I'm waiting to get a team so that's it all right and uh, I see you run a lot of C fixed and stuff in fact you have four wins out of the top 10 last 10 races there but uh, do you ever want to run the NASCAR iRacing series the long 36 week uh, schedule uh, or do you ever run that or yeah uh... At the start of the year, uh, this year, I, I, I started NIS Open, but then uh, I didn't have time to do all the races, so uh, I stopped. But I do sometimes NIS Fix, NIS Open sometimes, but not, not every week. Well, you got a, a real nice uh, I rating there and could probably compete pretty well over there. Uh, let's finish up with... The last question is your most memorable iRacing moment. Oh, yeah, it's a good question, uh, Mike. Uh, 
I will say uh, when I did my first date on a 500 back in 2013, uh, I finished six uh, out of the field. I don't remember what split it was, but I did my first 500 miles and on iRacing, it's, I mean, this is my most memorable moment. Well, certainly uh, getting a good finish like that in your first 500, uh, congratulations on that. So, all right. Well, thanks for uh, being our guest here. And I know you can't stay the whole time, but you're welcome to stay and, and chime in on any topics we got. Yeah, we'll stay as long as I can, uh, Mike. All right. Very good. Uh, Brad, you're up next. Uh, let's see. The, uh, normally we talk about the World Championship and the Peaks, but they're all off this week. Um, and actually, let's see, Grand Prix Series will not run again until the 18th of June at uh, Imola. And then the Peak is off until the 29th of June at Chicagoland. Uh, but next up would be the uh, Blanc Pond GT Series, and they will be at Spa on the 16th of July. So uh, we'll hit some updates on those, um, I guess, another week or so. All right. Next topic, Kyle. Next up is the uh, this week on the NIS series. Uh, we were at Michigan this week. Personally, I had a horrible week. Who did? Both open and fixed. So um, it's probably going to be a drop week for me. I really didn't want Michigan to be a drop week, but. More than likely, that's the way it's going to work out. I, I don't even know if I finished any better than 20th in any of my races this week. Yeah, the but, graphic uh, here we have prepared shows 19th and open, 20th and fixed for you. Yeah, it's just an awful week. That's my worst week this year, so how'd everybody else do? Oh, God. <laughs> Go ahead, Carlos. Let's hear what you got. You It shows you had a finish of 18th in the open, 9th in the fixed. Well, both of those should have been top fives, but that didn't go that way, thanks to some uh, impatient people and bad decisions from me. Like one of them running top ten and was in a three-wide situation. That was in the open, actually. Not not the finish you see there. I actually finished 26th in the one I'm talking about. But let's see. Ten to go. It's actually nine to go. Three-wide situation turned into a nightmare from a guy who... Thought he was clear and just turns life into me head on to the wall. 26. Finish 26. Yeah, I remember you were pretty upset after that race because you had such a good run going. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't have cared if that would have happened 10 laps in, but 10 laps to go after wasting all my time and that happens. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, fixed. The only reason why I got a ninth and fixed was half the field wrecked in front of me and I somehow bulldozed my way through there and somehow made it to the finish with a smoking motor. Right. All right. Uh, tough week for you. Uh, Brad, how'd you do? Um, open. I thought the week was going to start good. Had a great run in the open. Finished uh, fifth and, uh, you know, trying to recover from the, the week that was Pocono. And I wasn't here last week, but that was a miserable week. And, uh, you know, I got to give credit to Dave Smith, teammate. Um, didn't have time to work on a setup this week, and um, he pretty much, you know, had us all pretty much somewhat nailed down for the open race. So, um, fixed was a struggle, unfortunately. Thursday night, um, you know, Blake Carlos running the top 10 for the whole race, get to about lap 90, and had it played out fine. It probably would have been about a top five. Um, 
but you know we get a yellow and at that point everybody loses their head you know all the carnage starts so that was a I think I ended up 17th in that race and so I had to run again last night and you know trying to stay clean and we could not get any green flag runs going it was yellow after yellow and like I was telling Carlos you know this with this setup it's the only way you can pass is on restarts and makes everybody just drive super aggressive and so we you know end up getting caught up in a wreck and of course from that point on there's no more yellows so it was limp around run out of gas and finish 16th so uh, yeah, what wasn't a wasn't a fun week, and like Carlos, it would have been better to have been wrecked in on lap ten as opposed to you know lap ninety something. Well, that was a yeah, problem. Was like was no cushion. Cushion. I got yeah, wrecked uh, the fixed race what uh, Wednesday night, uh, lap seven got taken out. Three and four people just you know they want to go three and four wide, and then last night I run the fixed race, same thing. What? Uh, Coming through three and four on lap four, there's a guy who's obviously losing it up against the wall, so I went to pass him low, or lower, about a lane down. The guy behind me decided he wanted to go one more lane below me, make it three wide. He got up into me, and we were going to save it, actually. We were just a little squirrely, and then the guy behind him just decided to take it four wide, lost it on the apron area there, and just dumped all four of us. Ouch. So, and, of course, he ended up finishing, like, third place, and... The rest of us limped around for the rest of the race. <laughs> yeah, it's just not a not not a good setup this week as far as the fix. My you know my opinion, it just everybody stays bunched together and you, you can't pass, and that and that just leads to it, it can be very good racing, or depending on what split you're in, it can be really poor racing. It was like follow the leader a lot. Once, once the initial wear off the tires, uh, you know, after two laps where everyone goes nuts, it was single file, follow the leader, unless somebody, you know, fell out of place. Yep. Let's see. Unless you got really long green flag runs in, you could not run anybody down and pass them. Save tires is all you could do, but by that point, a caution would come out or people would start pitting way too early, and that kind of forces your hand right there. Yeah, I mean, you got guys pitting at lap 24. I mean... It's just, I, I pick strategies <laughs> out the window half the time. Oh, yeah. All right, so Brad, you finished off with the best finish of fifth in the open, 16th in the fixed. Yeah, so Miller had a good good run in open, finished third. Um, and I, I got to give props to Jose. Uh, six and open, then a uh, second and fix. Uh, wow. Jose turning it around, man. He is, and it's you know what? Uh, there were a couple of times Jose was like in position to win there. You know that second could have been a win if it worked out right. You know. Yep, yep. Dave had a good runs too, six and open and third and fixed. So some of us had a good weeks, and some of us, some of you guys didn't, <laughs> just like last week. Uh, yeah, Jeff Walton got a sixteenth and twenty second. Matt Boley, he didn't run open, but he ran fixed and got a 10th. Good job, Matt. Uh, Brian Cozier missed again because uh, he's out doing real racing. Uh, let's go over my. Yeah, he's doing pretty good. He finished second in the last video he posted, um, and he almost won that thing. So he was leading for a while. Uh, let's talk about my races at Michigan. Uh, Wednesday. Yuck, I was the first caution. I hate that. 
and it we wasn't my yet. fault. You know, you come out of two and, and the people in front of you wreck, you know, they hit the wall and there's just nowhere to go, you know, and it's just run right into them. Uh, Thursday night, I got a, a ninth, uh, which is my best finish of the week. Uh, ran at the back most of the race after pounding the wall out of two. Uh, I had some damage and stuff and lots of wrecked cars. You know, later I ended up ninth. You know, everybody else wrecked near the end and I didn't and just kind of walked through there. So, uh, that was fun. Sunday, yeah, uh, was, I didn't run yeah. Saturday. Uh, Sunday, I was just slow. There were a lot of green flag runs in my split, and I was just slow, and I finished 20-something. So that was humbling. Yeah, you benefited Thursday night on all the carnage that I got caught up in. Yeah, I know. A lot of people got caught up in uh, in that. At least at least you finished the race. That's That's a good thing. Yeah, and it's it's the racing luck thing usually there at Michigan, and uh, if you can get through it or not, you know. Yeah, sometimes you have to be patient and uh, wait for the good opportunities. Yep. So Michigan, I'm glad it's in the mirror. I guess uh, Dave Smith, he like you said, provided a great setup for us on the opens, uh, and uh, we we thank him for that. And uh, we have an off week coming up. I didn't even realize it till today. Yeah, but I have plenty to do to get ready for Sonoma. I kind of wish we had two weeks of Sonoma. Would you be yeah. quiet? <laughs> Talking about Michigan, there is a, a league race of uh, Ascorps GN Series, the first race of the segment number two. Uh, so I will be uh, racing uh, in this first race tonight in the Chevy Camaro. Right. All right, let's jump to the next topic. Um, big news this week um, came out uh, earlier today, and that is iRacing membership pricing is changing. It's going up. And um, this has never happened since I've been a member. In fact, I don't think it's happened since they started iRacing. Well, because uh, they're not keeping up with the cost. Well, they no, never have. I don't think they ever have, you know. And I read up on it earlier today. They've never increased their prices ever on any content, any memberships, anything up until now. And you figure this whole thing started back in, I believe they said 2008. And here we are eight years later with no increases. I, I've seen a lot of complaining on the forums and everything about this. People are going to quit because they can't afford it. It's a dollar. I mean. Yeah, so let's, let me detail out what it is. We will increase our subscription rates by $1 per month for a monthly subscription. And it will be less than $1 per month if you do a three 12-month month 12 month or two year subscription additionally we're going to modify our bulk content purchasing discount program slightly we're going to reduce our six piece bulk purchase discount from 20 to 15 percent and we're going to reduce our 25 percent 40 piece loyalty program from 25 to 20 that is it that is the extent of the price change I guess for me, I guess I'm not as worried about it too much because I own all content. So I know that it said somewhere in there where 
you know, those people really don't take too much of a hit, but, you know, you only have to buy what you really want to run. That's the key to the whole thing, so. Yeah, you don't have to buy. I don't own all the tracks. I don't own all the content. Yeah, I mean, I do. I went all out and got it all, but, and I don't run, you know, the road stuff. I hardly ever run road at all, but I have it. If I ever get the itch to run it, I can just go load up and go, you know, but. The complaint over a dollar, it, it's been eight years with no increases. They, you know, just like when you're in real life, when you work your job, you would like a raise every once in a while. Cost of living goes up. Cost of them to provide us this service is going up, and they haven't done anything up until now to help with that. And like they said in their in their post, you know, the the membership keeps going up, and it's been able to hold them. Steady to not have to give the increase, but I mean it's time, and they're still putting out great products. So, yep, yep. Uh, my comment, and I actually posted. And there's a huge post in the forums. It's, I think it's eight pages long already. Uh, it's up to about twelve or thirteen now. Oh, is it? Uh, I mean, oh, I couldn't even gosh. keep up. I mean, you can, you can't even read it as fast as it you know, keeps it growing. It's one of those kind of posts because everyone has a, an opinion, but I actually posted and a lot of people did in that thread. What about the 50% off July and Black Friday discount that they've traditionally have done? And uh, if I recall, I think I always uh, renew at the uh, Black Friday um, sale uh, whenever they do the 50% off. But I went through and read back all the stuff that iRacing uh, published about this. They did not say one way or another about the 50% if it's going to be a thing or not. And um, that's really telling if I'm going to renew. Um, Brad, why don't you tell us about what else they're offering here as far as this program goes? So as far as you know, renewal memberships and stuff, um, what they've got is uh, right now you can save 25% on any membership renewal now through June 30th. Uh, if you're going to do a two-year renewal, uh, it's only 134.25. Uh, the one-year renewal is now 74.25. Three-month renewal 22.50. One-month renewal is only nine dollars. And there's associated promo codes that go along with that, and um, those are all on the forms. Um, you know, and it says also just, you know, just remember that when you do renew, you're adding time onto whatever you've got. So if your current subscription, you know, doesn't expire until January of 2017 and you go ahead and add a year, you'll be good till January of 2018. Um, like you, Mike, I typically did the half-off stuff around Black Friday. Um, but, you know, in all honesty, the two-year renewal is not that bad because when I would do mine, I normally did two years. So that was $99. So... Yeah, it's a $30 increase, but, you know, I, I, if anybody has ever done real racing, this is a lot cheaper. This is a very cheap hobby for the most part. You know, I play golf. My son likes to play golf. The two of us to go play golf, on, you know, is 50 bucks a round, and that's cheap. Yeah. You know, I just it, golfed yesterday. It's, <laughs> you're not lying. I golfed yesterday. It's the same thing, 35 bucks a round. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, this is the, the amount of hours, you know, if you break it down by dollars to hours, or you could probably go to pennies to hours, you know, I mean, it's, you know, it, it's, it, this was going to come at some point, and uh, it's not the end of the world. 
Well, I think somebody said it was 17 cents a day or something, and you can get it as low as. And well, and, and they're going to continue with the you know the other promotions they do. So you know if you you know if you run a regular series and you get the participation credits, you'll get the anniversary credits and stuff like that. So they, I mean they're still doing that stuff, but I mean. They got to make money. I mean, if you you know, we all have a business to run, you know, and if we're not making money, we need to adjust things to where we can make money. And to do a dollar increase is it's not asking for a whole lot. No, I'm okay with it, and um, I just wish they'd be plain about the fifty percent deal if they're going to offer that or not, because that's going to dictate if I take advantage of this twenty five percent. Uh, offer that's available through June 30th. If they're not doing the 50% deal anymore, I'm going to definitely renew for two years, you know, by June 30th and, and get that out of the way. So uh, I'm kind of waiting for Tony. I asked Tony directly on the forum if he would answer the question. So I'm kind of waiting uh, to see what they say before I pull that trigger. But from, for, from what I've seen so far, I believe they are not going to be offering that 50% uh, deal going forward, you know, based on this 25% offer and so forth. Well, I mean, I'm good through next year anyway, so I probably won't do anything right now because I'm sure they'll do something, you know, either they'll do something similar to this around Black Friday or they may even just do it once a year, you know, as opposed to doing it twice a year too, where they do the half off or, I mean, again, it's still yeah. cheap. It's cheap. I I took advantage of it this past Thanksgiving. Um, I've actually paid up through 2020, and I also bought Dave, uh, I believe, two years. It was only the cost of one. I believe it was like a 50% off deal then, so it was basically two for Well, you're set for one. a while. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, cool. Uh, let's jump on to uh, the next topic. Next, next thing up is uh, the Gen 6 cars on the update with no brakes. Um, I didn't personally experience this issue, but I guess it was a pretty big issue. And looks like they did some changes with the brake bias, and it brought the guy's brakes back. No, it was a it was a metric. Uh, if you uh, have metric turned on, then uh, something would happen where you didn't That's have brakes. Oh, okay. So it was something with the new dash, and if you were showing metric, so it, it really kind of affected the people over the pond. Um, but I thought that was interesting because immediately after the the build came out, you know, you'd see all these posts: no brakes on the A car, you know. <laughs> yeah, that could get interesting. All brakes. right. Who needs uh, Next up that we saw after the uh, build right away was. Um, Somebody, some clever person with uh, eye, eyes like a hawk, uh, found, saw something up in the sky at one of the tracks. And uh, and so there was a big post about it, you know, and, and people were speculating. And, you know, he even took a screenshot and pointed it out and whatever. Well, uh, turns out it happens to be... Uh, Dale Jr. rocking out with one of the one of the fans from, or one of the guys from High Racing. We've seen this before. This little uh, cutout. Uh, sometimes they stick it on pit road or something. Well, apparently one of the graphics people like put it up in the air. Uh, you know, a thousand feet up 
above this track, and it was just kind of floating in the sky. It's, uh, you know, he's at every track somewhere. It's, it's the iRacing Easter egg. It's right. A- so this time they stuck it in the sky and obviously caused a stir, and apparently they fixed that so it's no longer in the sky. <laughs> okay, what else was it working, Brad? Apparently there's some issues, uh, I guess, with Chrome not working, and uh, Chris Page had posted that uh, I guess they had some caching issues earlier, and they said to go ahead and clear your browser, um, you know, and that would take care of the problem. So that's, you know, typically with me, I don't run Chrome, um, you know, but if, if there's an issue with the web page not loading, clear your cache, and nine times out of ten, it takes care of it. Yeah, this actually happened to me. I Everyone else was getting on iRacing after it came back online, but mine still showed offline uh, when I'd go to the website. And um, I finally figured out I had to clear the cache, and and that worked. Yeah, it also happened to me a few times where it wouldn't load the session or whatnot, and I ended up having, you know, did the typical log out, log in, log out, log in, still not working, and same thing. I, I did the cache, and it worked immediately. Right. But uh, the next thing up we should talk about is the temperatures being inverted compared to the old car. Now, when you're running, the oil temperature gets too hot over the oil. Or the water, I mean. With the new digital dash out. Yeah, so this one was kind of confusing to me and because i the pictures that the guy posted in the forums actually didn't come through but he's basically saying just what you said i just wonder if they got the numbers inverted on the new dash you know right well that's what he's asking is did they swap them somehow right now i haven't uh and and he really didn't get a good response either from iRacing on this thread so uh, as far as I know, this is outstanding, but um, I can't even see the new dash with my triples. So, well, well yeah, with your field of view, yeah, I had to back mine up because I have to be able to see my dashboard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I use I'm using the, uh, the third dash page, and you can just see the tops of them there. But it, so they're saying the, the oil is hotter than the water. Is that what they're yeah. saying? Like he says says in his post, he went to Talladega, and he just sat in the car in neutral on pit road and just revved it till his motor blew. And um, the digital dash was red at 285, and his water temp was at 220. But, I mean, memory serves me better than the water temp. Usually, when you're drafting, it's your water temp that... It goes off. You know, think about it in a real car. You overheat the car. What's the problem? It's probably out of water. Yeah, but I'm just saying, take drafting out of it. Typically, the oil is is warmer than the water. Well, yeah, true. True. But um, I believe that it was always, when we were at Talladega and stuff, it would be the the water temp would get up to around 285. I believe I had my dash meter set at 283 for what I'm... Um, running those restrictor plate races, so it'll start flashing at 283. That's when I know when to get off a guy. But yeah, so I'm not sure what the deal is. If they got him backwards or what? Interesting. We'll have to see. Uh, more to come on that one. 
Yep. Yeah, and like you said, he he didn't really get too much of a response at all. He asked an additional question about a bumper decal, and they gladly answered that question, but nothing else. Right. All right. Uh, one of the big things that came up on this release is Oculus support. And a lot of people have been posting up video of the Oculus Rift and, you know, what it looks like. And uh, it's been kind of interesting for me anyway to look at that. I haven't had an opportunity to try Oculus, but it's, it's kind of neat to see what iRacing looks like uh, through the goggles. Have you guys seen some of these videos people have posted? Yeah, I haven't. I, I mean, I'm trying to watch the video. I don't think it does it any justice, but it's just, I don't know. It's, I like my triples. Right. I, I like the... I like the look of the graphics or like your relative box is kind of floating, you know, it's somewhere between your eyeball and, and the dash in front of you or whatever. And it, it's got this real 3d look to it. Um, but other than that, you know, just kind of looking around, it kind of looks cool. But when they're in the race car, it just looks like it's difficult. Yeah, like when I mean, they're on, when they're actually racing, you know, and their heads moving left or right and that kind of thing. I uh, I I was at a race the other night. It was the open race that fixed with a guy who was just starting out with his Oculus, and he was having some trouble just keeping the car on track. It was really tripping him out. <laughs> yeah, I mean they. You know, people complain about getting nauseous and stuff first time they run on triples. I can't imagine if you you have issues with, with motion, what it's like putting on, you know, trying to do it with Oculus. Yeah, I know. I remember when I went from my 20s to my 24-inch triples, I was like, you know, couldn't hardly handle myself. I, I don't even know if I would really want to try Oculus just for that reason. <laughs> I'd like well, to try it, but I don't think I would run it on a regular basis. Same way. I got too much good-looking hardware here that I want to be able to touch and feel and see. <laughs> right. Yeah, I wish to try the uh, Oculus Rift, but I will not have it uh, all the time. Yeah. I, I have motion sickness to the point of, like, when I go to an amusement park and there's a roller coaster, I can't ride them anymore. When I was younger, I used to be able to do any of that stuff, but now it just gets me sick. We so should I'm put afraid Mike, I, I wouldn't work. We should put Mike in a V8 supercar down Bathurst. That'd be the similar feeling. Yeah. Well, I, I feel for you, Mike. I'm the same way. You know, in my my teens and twenties, man, it was it, you know no stopping it on a roller coaster. Now take the kids, and I'm having to take Dramamine and everything else just to get through it. Yep. Yep. I don't, and I don't know what's changed besides I've gotten older. But you gotten older. That's a problem. Keep that in, <laughs> keep that in mind, Alex. Yeah, it might work today, <laughs> but it might not later. <laughs> yeah. All right, so Oculus, uh, check it out if you're interested. Uh, a lot of people are very happy about this, and I'm happy for them. I just don't think it's for me. Uh, I agree. I, I don't. To me, there are certain games I think it would be really good at. I just don't think, to me, racing a racing game is not where I want to use it. Yeah, you know, Call of Duty, I, I, that might be awesome, but not iRacing. Oh, I mean, until we get to the point where, you know, everything's one-to-one, say you have a button box, you know, until we get to that point, I don't see a Oculus Rift being as 
you know, popular. Right. Yeah, that's my thing too. I mean, if if I've got the the goggles on, I can't see anything. How am I going to yep. hit my button box? I see. Until it gets one to one, to we actually we can actually feel it ourselves. We've got a long way to go still. <laughs> yeah. Now there's those other brand called the Vive goggles. Are those compatible? Does anybody know? I don't know, but they're freaking expensive. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they started even working. I don't think iRacing has even started to work on those yet. I remember reading a post somewhere. I don't even think. And I don't even think iRacing has a pair of them yet. Yeah, so like they're not. Bucks. And those aren't blacked out completely. You can still see what's going on. I think. But I could yeah, be mistaken. Sure. All I've right. heard about a uh, Sony uh, stuff. I don't remember what it was, but it was a Sony uh, uh, mark. But I don't remember what it was exactly. Yeah. All right. All right. What's up next, Brad? So at the last build, the uh, the big thing now is that we can have debris on the track. Uh, I'm sure you guys probably covered this in the release notes last time that you know dirt and stuff like that can be kicked up. Well, there was a post from uh, from Myers who said that uh, this might have been an easy to skip by in the release notes, but this was a hum- humongous project. This is a fundamental change in this code based. And it's the first step in some awesome features in the future. And um, there was a, some video put up of uh, a bunch of guys getting together with late models. And, uh, there was the implants on it. Yeah. And uh, at uh, oh, what's Oxford. The, Lanier. Uh, Oxford, uh, Oxford, where they just oh, spent, Oxford, yeah. spent a lot of time on the edges of the track, kicking all the dirt back onto the, uh, up onto the, the, the asphalt to basically turn it into a quasi- um, dirt track, and so I watched that. It was pretty. It was pretty neat. It was, it was really cool, and I would never have thought about doing that. But uh, they spent some time, and uh, it, you know, they made it work. But uh, I think this is, this is a real huge improvement. Um, you know, this is gonna. I think Carlos said if uh, you thought Sonoma was frustrating before, <laughs> wait until somebody drops drops off and starts putting dirt all over the place. Right, and then you have to drive through it. It's gonna be like, whoa, what happened to my tires and my grip? Yeah, I mean, I saw it a lot at uh, at Michigan this week. You know, at least in the practice sessions, guys getting down, you know, coming to the trioval and uh, dropping a wheel off, and you know, you come back through there and cloud of dust would come up, and I had, you know, I could see pebbles coming up at the screen. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. definitely neat. <laughs> Actually, I uh, tested the uh, the sprint car on Oxford with dirt. Uh, on the track. If you wanted to go check, just go check on my Facebook and uh, gonna see uh, my onboard view. It was uh, something uh, pretty awesome. I tell you that. Now, were you able to get the car sideways and be able to turn to the right to make it go left? Yeah, it's uh, just awesome. But I can't wait to get the real dirt, uh, Eldor and uh, Williams Groove. It's just, uh, I mean, it's awesome. I can't wait to uh, get the sprint car in the late model. Super light model on dirt. Just uh, can't wait. Yeah, and I, you know, I think this is a huge step forward. I mean, to where we actually get a lot of the environment that will start, you know, to interact with, you know, with the track and with the cars. And, and if you guys remember, you know, when they first did the the, the the cones, you know, I remember seeing a video posted about, you know, you know, the goal is to eventually be able to have 
pieces of car that'll come off and you know you come into contact with you with your car whether it be punctured tires and all that stuff so i mean it's, it's a gradual progression but uh you know they had the whole environment is definitely becoming a lot more alive and that's the one thing that i racing you know has kind of gotten stigmatized over the years was it was a very static nature to to the game which it's not anymore right lap one was like lap 100 no matter what you know exactly yeah and uh Maybe it's off topic, but if you, do you guys know when we're gonna have dirt? Maybe next season. Not that soon. No. Yeah, they said you know the goal was the end of the year, but my guess is sometime next year, maybe the earliest. Don't get your hopes up. I mean, I I hope they do it, but they need to do it right because if they don't do it right, I think it'll be a huge failure. Right. Yeah, I would say late next year would be my guess. All right, uh, Kyle, next up. Well, we've talked about it quite a bit tonight. Uh, the build that came out last Tuesday. And uh, they did some of the, some bug fixes. I know that we talked, I believe, briefly last week about the uh, DirectX 11 being the automatic thing. And uh, they did some website repairs and some of the cars, they fixed some issues with them. Yeah, so they announced that release, uh, you know, a bug fix release shortly after, like the next day after the big build. They already yeah. knew what their bugs were, and we, we've talked about all, all of those already. So, yeah, uh, I mean, it's typical. You know, you can watch the forums for during week 13, and you'll start to identify all of them as they start to pop up, and, you know, they'll work to get them fixed. Uh, since the new build this week, uh, I've seen a lot of uh, FPS lost uh, on my my triple screen, so uh, I don't know if you guys have uh, this issue still, but uh, I have some issue tonight uh, and today also. I have not had that issue myself, but I have seen other people having that issue, so you're not alone. This yeah, is just, what I thought. Yeah, I replaced my GPU this week, so uh, no loss for me. Doubled. <laughs> You're good to go, huh? Good to go. <laughs> All right. So uh, next up, um, Tony Gardner left a tidbit in the forums. I wanted to read um, about what they're doing uh, behind the scenes. And this kind of ties in with the price increase we were talking about. But let me read this out um, out loud. We have three studios doing art and production work now, significantly more than we've ever had. It took some time to select them and get them up to speed, but cranking along now. Not to mention our own art and production staff and some independent contractors. We now have a, an equivalent of about 30 full-time people just doing art and production, which means cars and tracks. With the sheer, the sheer size and scale of work for the Nurburgring, and now Lamar, it has taken a lot of resources. Imola was not a small track either. Our plan is to continue with this expanded staff, and over time, you should see us both shining up old tracks, including rescans, and coming out with new content. I know a small track we just shined up, South Boston, for example, which is part of the base package. Some things with the cars graphically, we just shined up the V8 cars as another example. Lamar, frankly, is a lot more work than even Nurburgring from an art perspective. 
The plan is to get Pocono and many others. We sure do have a lot of tracks at this point. We have over a hundred licenses. Thank you for your patience and support. Wow. So I don't think everyone realized that, you know, how many people they've brought on. You know, they got three different departments doing uh, art and production, uh, 30 people on that team alone. And that's way more than they had just maybe even a year or two years ago. Yeah, I mean, they they adjust, you know, I guess what, in the last year, beginning of this year, you know, expanded and actually about doubled the size of the, you know, office the space. office space. and right. Um, you know, it, it, it's what it is. You know, they they have to. They've got to get quicker with getting stuff out. You know, um, I mean, that's always been the the negative thing that people want to complain about. So, well, it sounds like you know they they're they're ramping up the staff to go along with all these you know tracks they've signed. You know, Eldora we talked about, Williams Grove, all this dirt stuff coming up. You know, we have all the the rescans like Pocono, you know, that still need to be done and in Long Beach needs to be finished. And there's so many others, you know, and so it, it sounds like, you know, they just take on enough people to keep up with the workload. And I guess that's the way, you know, it should be. And I think it also, it kind of explains why they might need a little bit more money in revenue. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd agree with that completely. I mean, you know, yeah, there's there's plenty of tracks that have been signed for quite a while, and unfortunately, you know, when you have to go ahead and jump, in, I mean, regardless of when it may hit production. Right. So I, I'm happy Tony uh, was able to, who's the CEO of, of iRacing, uh, was able to uh, take a moment and let us know. Uh, I, we do appreciate uh, knowing some of that back office story, you know, what's going on behind the scenes, I think it helps put, you know, the price increase in perspective a little bit. Yeah, I mean, and I think that's the one thing I've always appreciated, you know, about whether it's Gardner or, um, you know, any, any of the other ones. I mean, they, they're willing to to allow us to, to get some of the, you know, that other information, and, and they do share plenty of stuff, and um, I think that's needed. Yep. Yep. All right. Yep. Uh, Brad, what happened next today? Uh, apparently, we had, a, they had another uh, DOS attack. So, you know, it's it's what you're doing when you're when you're dealing with the internet. I mean, it's it's what it is. So they said that uh, may have been some latency issues in some of the servers. And, you know, could have been a disconnect or two. But you know, they posted a while back that I think they spent what six figures working on network security. Some stuff yep. you just can't stop. Yeah, and you wonder if there's a bad character out there, you know, doing this on purpose. Yeah, they, there are, but it's not, no one's targeting eye racing. You know, it's it's just, you're targeting a whole group of stuff. Right. All right, so more of that. Uh, what's next, Kyle? Next up is uh, they're announcing a virtual race that's organized by iRacing Brazil and all the proceeds will be reverted to uh, the Instituto Barcello Foundation. The, uh, the event will take place at Interlagos on the 15th of June, 9 p.m. with the Formula Renault 2.0 car. Yeah, and I think, I think the story here is, Kyle, is who is 
putting on the race is actually none other than Formula One driver Rubens Barrichello. Yep. Hey, he's been a big sim sim racer for many years. Yeah, and uh, we've we've been talking on a lot of the podcasts. People are running into him in races and stuff, and uh, now he's even involved in promoting uh, a race here. So. Uh, it's cool. I always like to see real race car drivers get involved in iRacing, and uh, and he's certainly one of them. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, if you're a Brazilian and you're interested in, in that, get involved. And There's money being raised for his foundation, and looks pretty cool. Uh, next up is dwwarehouse.com. Excuse me, I didn't say that right. D Warehouse, the letter D, warehouse.com, is where you can get the Jimmy Johnson Spotter Pack. And there's a new version that's been released um, on June 7th. It's version 6.60. They have the regular version and the cuss version. Um, I actually run the cuss version. I installed this and uh, kind of found it better than it was before. I had the old version. I haven't updated yet. I'll definitely have to do that. I've been meaning to, but work life has been busy lately, so I haven't basically been showing up just to the race. Sometimes my wife's even been signing me up as I'm on my way home from work, so I'll definitely yeah. be on that. Yeah, lots of new stuff in the update. They say there's 360 new sound clips bringing the grand sample totals to over 3,500 for the standard pack and 3,700 for the cuss pack. I noticed at Michigan when I went from three to two wide or two to one wide, there were some new sounds there. They would be like two inside, two inside, one inside or something like that. It would, it would, the transition was really nice as it went from two to one. And uh, I appreciate those guys working on that. Uh, it's a ton of work, I'm sure. But it really does, it really, for me, is much better than the stock spotter pack that's installed with the sim. She's amazing. Yeah, I mean, yeah if, you, if you use this and you really want to appreciate how good it is, turn it off. Go back to the standard and run one race with the standard spotter. And uh, you, you'll realize how much you really appreciate what these guys do. Yeah, I've been using like three builds ago, Dale Jr. Spotter. I need to update that one. You know, I tried that one, and uh, I just I don't like it. I mean, I I don't like it as much as the, the Jimmy Johnson one. I guess yeah. it's because I've been using the Jimmy Johnson one all the way back to NASCAR 2003, so I've gotten so used to, to the sounds and stuff that um, I tried to use it, but I, just, I don't get as much information. Yeah, yeah, it just seems like there's more. it gives you more information than the other ones do. And I don't know if it's maybe the audio clips are tighter and smaller or shorter and it, so they can layer them quicker. Like I was just talking about when I went from two cars to one car inside, how that transition went, you know, real well. That would have been helpful weeks ago. Yeah, it's fairly new release. June 7th is when they put that out. So check out the Jimmy Johnson spotter pack. This is what I'm looking uh, right now. All right. Next up is Jose. We we're going to talk about Jose uh, Pabon, teammate, but he's not here. Uh, he was talking about doing a new build uh, for a computer. 
and uh, we were giving him ideas on what to buy and stuff and uh which reminds me brad you got a new video card you want to take a moment and tell us about it uh yeah actually uh picked up the uh asus radeon r9 398 gig uh, graphics card very nice really like it um did the typical stupid thing and when i ordered my adapters for it to get my fourth monitor up i Forgot that I had to have active <laughs> adapters and ordered passives and been frustrated for a week and a half because I can't get my fourth monitor up and but they're ordered down. They'll be here soon. And uh, but like the card, like it a lot. I can basically run everything with triples just about almost on high. So that's a good thing. Did you get the X or just the plain version, the 390? The 390. Okay. Uh, the X, I just I couldn't do another hundred bucks, man. What's the X do? It's a little bit quicker clock speed. Um, so, you know, it's a, like, to me, it wasn't, it wasn't enough to justify it, you know, but, but I think you're running the X, aren't you, Kyle? Yeah, I'm running the X with the built-in water cooling. Yeah, I don't want to do water cooling and all that, so, but uh, I like it. I mean, coming from an, a, uh, a Radeon HD 7950. This was a, a huge jump, and that one is, you know, it's done done me well for, you know, the last three years. So I can't complain. But um, it you know, served it was, its purpose, right? It it did, it did. But it was starting to really get long in the tooth, and you know, every build I was continually having to turn things down, turn things off, and you know, that's not how I want to play. Right. I'm in the same. But I have a 7970, which is kind of long in the tooth right now too. So. Yeah. So just, uh, you know, remember when you upgrade your hardware that you need to think about before you buy things so you, you know, you don't make mistakes and get frustrated when, it, you know, you actually created your own problem. So you're going to run the fourth monitor off of the video card itself, which is a little different than I'm, I have it set up. Yeah, I cannot get, I have on board from a, you know, um, video on my, Supposedly on my uh, motherboard, motherboard, but right. I, I cannot get it to turn on. It's I have an old ASUS um, motherboard that unfortunately is so old that ASUS isn't even making Windows 10 drivers for it. So, but uh, I've never been able to get it to turn on. So, I, like I said, you know, I didn't. I ran it out of the back in 7950, no issues. And uh, once I, you know, get the right adapters, I'll be good to go. So, all right. And I guess I'll ask one more uh, the obvious question, especially at this point in the video card market. Why didn't you get the uh, the new one, the big one, the 70, uh, what is it called? The 1080? Yeah, the 1080, as everyone else is uh, dying to get. Um, three hundred available? Three, three, well, they're not available. $300 versus, what, six or seven? No, can't do it. Yeah. So twice the price and yeah. availability. Hell, the, yeah. the ten seventies just came out like last early in the week and early last week I should say. And instantly sold out already. So that's just... Yeah. And like I said, I mean I'm uh I like AMD. I was an ATI guy for I've been an ATI yep. guy for like the last ten years and I just I kinda get I like a certain brand and I just want to stay with it and I haven't used NVIDIA, you know, in probably ten years, so Yep. Okay. That's a good answer. Uh, next up is listener feedback, which, you know, it's kind of new for us, but we've been getting it the last couple of weeks. So I'm going to read off a couple of things we heard from listeners. 
we heard from Taylor Burris. Um, big shout out uh, to us. Uh, think it's awesome what we're got, what we're doing here on iRacers Lounge, and wondering if uh, you guys would be interested in sponsoring my modified for next season, as I'm current division champion and finishing third out of all Florida drivers and finished 37th overall. Um, and basically, you know, I, I kind of clarified with him, uh, yeah, you can run our logo if you want, but I don't have any money to sponsor you. <laughs> yeah, I was no revenue in this uh, podcast. So, now We were wondering if you cut him a check or not. No, but uh, he decided to go ahead and put the logo on his car anyway, and he sent some pictures over. It looked really sharp. Excellent. So uh, he's going to send us pics, uh, pictures as he uh, goes and uh, of the car with the logo and such. So we'll look for that. The other guy who uh, hit us up was uh, Matt Helmers. Again, a big thank you for the podcast. Um, I thought I would like to tell you about the virtual super resolution you mentioned. It made my screen blurry. And VSR can only go up to 60 hertz. I see the advantage you have from it, but if you Google it, it says text are now too blurry. I have an R9 290 and a brand new BenQ 27-inch monitors. So he's referring to that uh, episode where I, I mentioned I switched to virtual super resolution in my AMD settings. And uh, I guess he tried it, and it didn't work out for him. Yeah, I tried it too on the seventy nine fifty, and I just I didn't see I didn't see any any visual difference for the performance you know loss that I had. Right. Yeah, and he mentioned uh, made a screen blurry. I don't know how it would make it blurry. I will add something uh, very quick, Mike. Uh, time is uh, running up right now for me, uh, so. Uh... Very, I appreciate a lot to uh, let me in this iRacers uh, Lounge, and uh, uh, thank you a lot. So, uh, Well, thanks for joining us, Alex. Take care. Thanks, Alex. Good luck, bud. Yeah, thank you, guys. All right. So, uh, so yeah, so I guess the super virtual resolution doesn't work for everybody. I'm still loving it, um, actually, so... Me, personally, it almost added, like, way too much of, like, a zoom effect. I did it, so not sure what happens. All right. Uh, the next guy who gave us some listener feedback was on YouTube, and we don't have a proper name. His YouTube name was Big Head Yogi, and he said, "Great show. Looking forward to it all the time. Was listening to a few other shows, but now just yours. Keep up the good work." So thank you, Big Head Yogi. We appreciate that very much. I uh, hope you guys like our weekly format that we've started now. And uh, we want to hear from our listeners. So if you have an idea for a new topic or like to hear more on, a, on some topic, you know, let us know. Hit us a comment on YouTube. Hit us up on Twitch. Hit us up on Twitter, Facebook. We're on all that stuff. So uh, let's go into final thoughts for today. Uh, Kyle, what do you got? Um, just the, just the usual, hit us up on uh, Twitter, at Typhosi Racing, Facebook, at Typhosi Racing. 
Um, All right, Brad, final thoughts for the week. Oh, looking forward to to an off week. Uh, Nice to to get a little bit of break from NIS uh, before we start the whole summer swing. And I don't know if we, I don't think we have another off week until August, I think maybe. And then that's the last one for the year. So uh, the grind will start and uh, just need to get out here on the track with Carlos and chase him around Sonoma so I can figure out what I'm doing. Yeah, I so, think if you keep it on the track, uh, the whole race, you probably have a top 10. I've just got to figure out how to hook a chain from his car to mine so that he can just pull me around. <laughs> I don't know about that. Come on, now. You might get I run tried. into the fence. I tried hey. to fix setup yesterday after I wrecked out on lap four. I was like, well, let me go see what next week's going to have in store. And I just threw the base Sonoma set into the car and touch the throttle. It just wants to spin right around. Uh, it's going to be fun next week. <laughs> All right. Uh, Carlos, final thoughts? Can't wait for Sonoma. It's <laughs> all really all I can say. I'm looking forward to that and trying to get my rating back that I lost at Michigan. You think yeah, you it. have uh, the material to get a top 10 there? Probably. I, mean, I usually run really well there, but you know, I'm probably going to be in a higher split, so it's probably going to be tough. I don't know. He was quick in the session I was in last night. He was quick. I wasn't that quick. Yes, you were. All right, 116.7, was it? That's quick. All right. So, looking forward to Sonoma. I guess my final thoughts are I've been running my new paint job, which is the Springfield Armory XDS uh pistol car and uh had a couple comments about it um but i i really like it so uh it hasn't really brought me the luck i was hoping for um i didn't even realize it was an off week until they were talking about it in nascar and i was like wait i, I kind of wanted to run this week but um we'll take the off week and and move on um and then my final thought too is you know, the NASCAR iRacing series is hard. And I think Michigan kind of proves that when you, you know, Sunday night, I got humbled. I mean, I'm the slowest guy out there on old tires. And and you really feel like you're in a split too high for your, 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 your ability. And, boy, that is humbling. But you know what? If it was easy, everyone would do it. And, and you wouldn't. So uh, it's hard for a reason. That's what keeps us coming back. And, uh. And I'm looking forward to the next uh, next race. It's either hard or extremely bad luck. Yeah, you got to have that racing luck too, huh? All right, and that'll wrap up our show. Don't forget to check us out at iRacersLounge.com or hit us up on Facebook at iRacersLounge. We'll see you guys next time. See ya. Good night. Have a- Thank you for listening to the iRacers Lounge podcast. Make sure to go subscribe to us at our YouTube channel at iRacers Lounge. Follow on Twitter and Facebook at iRacers Lounge and SoundCloud at iRacers Lounge. See you on the track.